Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Embracing what's fun with Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. Let me tell you, everybody, I am still on a Paul Anka high from last Saturday night. And a big thank you to our friends at Mohegan Sun for bringing him to town and for getting me 10 rows back. You know, if you were listening to Brian and Company on Monday, they actually brought me on and I talked just a little bit about how the weekend went because if you were listening last Saturday, I gave my review on Spotlight Connecticut at this time last week about seeing Jason Alexander, which our sister station Light 100.5 WRCH put on. And then I talked about how I was going to go to see Paul Anka Saturday night. And I talked about both briefly on Monday morning on Spotlight on Brian and Company. But now that it's my show, I get to talk a little bit longer about Paul Anka. I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say that it might have been, honestly, the best concert I've ever been to. I'm 27. I've been to a number of shows. I've seen Ringo Starr five times. But Paul Anka took me by absolute surprise. I had free tickets to go through the Mohegan Sun Momentum Club. I'm a card holder, and from time to time, they send out freebies. And, you know, Morgan, enjoy two complimentary tickets to see such and such shows. And sometimes you really get lucky, and you get a big name like Paul Anka. And that was the case two Mondays ago. So quickly, I claimed them. And to make a long story short, I got to Mohegan Sun just a little bit late on Saturday. Um, I needed a nap. I had done my talk show. I had dinner. I had to go do some yard work outside. And then I was so totally wiped, I had to take a quick nap. And at 6.45, I woke up quickly, got dressed quickly, and flew down to the casino. Made it there about 7.40. Showtime's in 20 minutes. So I go to the arena club to pick up my tickets. And the lady there at the club had made some kind of a remark about how the tickets for the section I was supposed to be in, had been given away because I got there so late and, you know, they give out these tickets without seating assignments until you actually show up at the arena club. And so she went and talked to a manager. She came back to me. She said, well, how would you like to sit on the floor? I said, well, I'd love to sit on the floor. So she taps the computer screen. It's a touch screen, taps it a few times. Next thing you know, she says, well, you really hit the jackpot. And she brought out a map, and she showed me going about 10 rows back, just right of center stage. And I'm thinking, well, I think I'm in for a really good night. Mind you, I'm familiar with Paul Lanka. I know he wrote My Way for Frank Sinatra, but I'm mostly familiar with his hits. Diana, Puppy Love, Put Your Head on My Shoulder, You're Having My Baby, songs like that. And he sang all of those. He really did. But I found myself leaving the show not really thinking about having heard any of the hits. I was more fascinated by the deeper cuts, the one that we just opened with, Papa, Let Me Try Again. I'm going to play that as a bumper a little later. He did a cover of the Everly Brothers doing Bye Bye Love, which was phenomenal, and they brought out a, uh, they brought out a fiddle and a harmonica. He did a guitar duet. He played piano. He performed She's a Lady. Uh, the encore was a whole lot of shaking going on. Naturally, he did My Way, which, again, he wrote for Frank Sinatra. And at the very end of the song, they brought in Frank Sinatra's voice, which he sang along with. And that took me by surprise. Honestly, I had chills when that happened. But the 
you know, I, I think that what people don't know about Paul Anka is he's not a performer. He's an entertainer. He can sing fantastically. He can play the piano. He can play the guitar. He can write masterful songs. But I give him a lot of credit. He was running into the audience. He threw his tie out to some ladies, and they got to take it. Um, he, he gave people high fives. He brought a lady up, and she put her head on his shoulder while he sang that song. Masterful entertainer and did a phenomenal job. And the best part, I got a selfie with him because he ended up coming into the audience and it turned out that there was a little platform for him to stand on and sing at the end of my row. Yeah. And so I ran over, of course, and I got my selfie with Paul Anka. Um, but I was on a high. I, I'm still honestly on a high from seeing Paul Anka and being totally taken aback at how wonderful it is. So thank you, Paul Anka. And if I didn't have plans later on this evening, uh, I would be going down to Long Island to see him a second weekend in a row. Well, for music lovers, you're in luck because you got my Paul Anka review and Honest God, best show I've been to perhaps ever, but certainly in a long time. But you're in luck because we're going to be talking this week with a great guy, Sebastian Massa is his name. He's the director of Hartford Men in Harmony. They sing barbershop, but no, 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 they're not in striped shirts. They're not at barbershops. You'll see. This is WTIC in Hartford. Hi, I'm Charlie in Farmington, and I'm listening to Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. I just heard that little ad there for boxes to boots. Tomorrow morning on Face Connecticut, Notice there's a difference. The afternoon show on Saturday that we're doing now at Spotlight Connecticut and my Sunday morning public affairs show is called Face Connecticut. But Christine Galvin, she's the president of Boxes to Boots, Boxes to Boots, which supports our troops overseas. She's going to be our guest tomorrow morning at 6. Of course, there'll be podcast available at WTIC.com. So you're not going to want to miss our conversation. Actually, one of our Spotlight Connecticut listeners reached out and said, Morgan, you ought to bring her on the show. And uh, I thought it'd be a great fit for the public affairs program. And so that's what we'll be doing. As of now, though, on the phone line with me is Sebastian Massa. He is the director of Hartford Men in Harmony. And as you can imagine, they're a vocal group. And they sing in very rich harmony, in many cases, four-part harmony, although we're going to get into the mechanics of how they do what they do, but that's just a little tease. Hello there, Sebastian. How are you? Hi, Morgan. Uh, I'm doing well. It's great to be with you. Happy to have you on the show. And from what I understand, Hartford Men in Harmony has been around for a long time. My friend and colleague on Saturday mornings, Steve Parker, he sings your praises. In fact, he had you guys on his show many, many years ago. So tell everybody, Sebastian, how did your group get started? Sure. Um, so so the Hartford Men in Harmony are actually a chapter, one of about like over 700 in the country uh, of the Barbershop Harmony Society. And we're, we go all the way back to 1944. So when the society began in 1938, six years after that, um, you know, it spread its way from Oklahoma, where the society began, up through like Michigan. And then um, Hartford was one of the original uh, chapters here in the Northeast. So that's, that's kind of just a very high level of how we became, you know, some people got together, heard this, this barbershop sound and said, you know, we, we need a chapter here. We need an organized way for people to come together and and make this harmony themselves. That's amazing. You said there's over 700 of these different chapters? 
Yeah, uh, in Connecticut alone, there's actually like nine of them. There's there's great courses in Manchester, Danbury, uh, Bridgeport, but we we happen to be Hartford, right, and here in the capital city. Do you guys ever collaborate with any of the other groups, whether it's here in Connecticut or I don't know Wyoming or wherever it may be? Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought it up. I mean, so we. <laughs> In a non-collaborative way, we actually compete against each other. Uh, we, we belong to a, a northeastern district, kind of like a regional affiliation. So we compete each, against each other there. But outside of that, um, you know, various points throughout the year, we'll get together, you know, the different choruses. Uh, there's these songs that are kind of in all of our repertoires. Uh, we call them polecats. Uh, but there are songs that everyone knows or everyone knows at least one. And, you know, we'll get together Maybe in the summer we're grilling out some burgers and hot dogs and, you know, singing a few. Um, we do things like national anthems where we invite other folks to come join us from other courses as well. But, yeah, it's definitely something where, you know, if people know how to sing, we want to sing with them. So we do it as often as we can. It's funny. We talked this morning, Sebastian, you and I, just getting ahead of the show today and getting a little feel about what we were going to talk about. And one of the things that I've been asked the last few days, because I've been running a promo on WTIC, hey, this weekend it's Hartford Men in Harmony and all that stuff. And people have said to me, oh, Morgan, is this one of those groups that's going to the barbershops and they're in striped shirts and this, that, and the other? And I don't think that that's the case, and you tell me no. So that might be a stereotype that you guys get. Could you set that straight for everyone? Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, part of a barbershop, you know, quartet lore. Um, I think historically it's important that we look at the origins. This style of music definitely started in barbershops because barbershops used to be a place uh, where people would gather. And, you know, as a gathering spot where people could either, you know, kind of talk about the latest news in the town because, you know, things were so much more local all the way back in, you know, the 1930s and, and 40s and all that. Um, you know, a barbershop was a place where people would come, they would talk, and sometimes they would have, you know, so like a guitar or something, uh, you know, that someone could play, and then someone would start singing a song of the day, and people would spontaneously harmonize. Um, and that's a kind of a defining characteristic of barbershop music, is that it's stuff that people can kind of hear by ear, you know, the, the melodies are very recognizable, um, and you can kind of hear where the harmony is going. So that kind of ear harmony is a very important piece. I, I always think, think about the harmonica because oftentimes they play a note on the harmonica just to get everybody in tune. Do you still do that? Yeah, we still we don't use harmonica. We use pitch pipes, although they're probably very close cousins. Um, we still definitely use the little, you know, shiny disc, uh, the pitch pipe. But I think people associate that like striped uh vest and everything i think the music man did a lot of great things for barbershop it put barbershop on the scene um in a big way but i think it also carried some stereotypes with it it did i think it did and we're going to hopefully break some of them on wtic this afternoon sebastian what's your background because you're the director of the group and i believe that you studied music in school so what do you bring to the table yeah. Um, so it's it's funny you mentioned kind of like my history. Um, I went, I, I'm a Connecticut born and raised native. Uh, I was I was raised in Farmington um, and actually was just, you know, going through that school system, went through their choral program, just really excellent choral program. But uh, my freshman year in high school, 
in the men's ensemble, which, you know, wasn't a barbershop group. It was just a, a, an all-male ensemble. Um, a physics teacher who also taught in that high school uh, brought his quartet in and sang for us, taught us a little bit of, like, how to sing in the barbershop style, and then they handed out free show tickets to anyone who was interested in me being kind of a music nerd um, said, I, you know, I'm not going to the football game on Saturday night. I'm going to go. <laughs> I love it. These barbershop people. I love it. Um, yeah. And it's so I've always had a lifelong love of music. You know, I, I play a bunch of instruments, too. Um, but I actually went to Fordham University for music. And in the chorus right now, in the history, I'm sure there have been plenty of people who have had music degrees. Um, I might might be the only person in the group now who holds a music degree, which I think is emblematic of what barbershop is. It's for the average person. You know, you don't have to have a degree to do it. People might think that that's a little weird or ironic, but that's exactly what the whole point of barbershop is, as you just mentioned. But if somebody's going in, um, you know, and, and I think that everybody knows this, even though you like to sing doesn't necessarily mean you're good at it. But your job as the director is to get everybody kind of into one unified position where they are sounding pretty good. So if somebody's in the group, Sebastian, and maybe they're not so musically inclined, how do you help them reach a new level where everybody can work happily ever after? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I think one of the things that, that we miss is that a lot of pop music, especially today, uh, a lot of pop music is written for these like amazing tenor, you know, high male voices. Um, you know, that's, that's the kind of pop music we hear today. And if, you know, you or I are just trying to like sing along on the radio, we might feel like we can't reach those high notes or we can't, you know, we can't really match the tune because it feels so high. And one of the things we do is we try and make sure that we properly voice place people. Sometimes it's just like, hey, you can recognize pitch, you can sing any part you want, you just need it to be a little lower. <laughs> so, you know, it turns out you're a bass. You know, that's, that's a really important piece of it, is knowing where people's voices live. Um, and then the next piece is just trying to teach people how to listen and how to find their voice within a barbershop ensemble. There are lots of resources on, like, how to learn how to read music, but most people can carry a tune. You know, you just got to find the right tune. I mean, that's half the battle. Sometimes we do things that are just too difficult, and sometimes simplifying is the way we can find joy in making that kind of music. I need some examples, Sebastian. Could you tell me what some of the songs are that you guys usually play at your shows, and you have shows coming up, which we'll talk about in a moment, but if somebody were to go to one of the shows and they're not sure what to expect with an a cappella barbershop group, could you tell them some titles that are perhaps recognizable? Yeah, yeah. Barbershop, again, is a style, so we pull from a lot of different genres of music. It's just, you know, you, you can barbershop, quote-unquote, a bunch of different types of songs. Um, this year in particular, the chorus happens to be singing uh, a Beatles tune, Here Comes the Sun. Um, we've got groups, we've got quartets within our chapter who like the kind of doo-wop era of things. So, you know, you've got guys who like that kind of music, and we've got that quartet who actually will be singing some doo-wop numbers on our show. Uh, but we also pull from, like, musical theater. So we're singing a number from Damn Yankees. We've pulled stuff from Carousel, you know, from all those kind of classic musicals that we think about. Um, 
And really, that's where barbershop music has moved. It's moved away from like the turn of the century song, and it really focuses on music that is newer, music that people recognize. And I think that's always the goal. We're looking for things that people recognize. So musical theater and, you know, even some of the like early like rock and pop is is good stuff for us. Oh, man, if you're doing Beatles, I'd love to hear you guys do Eleanor Rigby. That'd be so cool, I think. Well, you know, there there's an arrangement. There is a barbershop arrangement of Eleanor Rigby. Oh, yeah? Uh, the chorus, yeah. This this chorus hasn't covered it, but we've also covered, uh, we've covered from the Beatles eight days a week. Um, we've done stuff, you know, from thinking of Connecticut uh, folks. Um, we've done Hello, Mary Lou, which was done by, um, oh, I'm forgetting his name now, but that's Rick Nelson, right? Yeah. Or, or are you talking about the cover by Gene Pitney? No, there it is. Yes, Gene Pitney. That's the one. Okay. But, you know, we've, we've covered songs like that, so even that kind of rock stuff. Um, you know, your Beach Boys material makes great barbershop music. So oh, yeah. all sorts of different eras of songs fit our style. Sebastian, as we get ready for the break here, and we're going to play a great doo-wop song going into the break, if people want to learn a little bit more about your group, where can they go online? Yeah, um, a quick Google search for Hartford Men in Harmony will do, but if you're looking for the exact uh, URL, uh, www.hmih.org is where you'll find more information about the chorus and just kind of all sorts of goodies. There's a lot of you know pictures and what do we do and how do we do it and how can you get involved? We're going to play Going Into the Break in the Still of the Night by the Five Satins, which was recorded in the basement of a church in New Haven in 1956. Sebastian, is this a song that you guys are familiar with or maybe play? Very familiar with. And like I said, uh, we actually have a quartet that learned that tune about, oh, I want to say three weeks ago, and it's just been a pleasure listening to them uh, dig into it. And do you find that young audiences are interested in these kinds of songs, especially maybe maybe it's new to them because we're talking about 1956 here and it's 2023. It seems like this is a timeless song. Yeah, I think I think the best part is that, you know, again, I got into it in high school and I didn't necessarily hear the song and go, is that an old song? Is that a new song? I heard the sound, loved the sound, and then later discovered kind of the timelessness of all these songs. Sebastian Massa, director of Hartford Men in Harmony, our guest this week on WTIC. We'll be back in just a few moments, but first, The Five Satins. Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Like I said at the top of the program, if you were there last Saturday at Mohegan Sun for Paul Anka, you know why I'm on a high still. A week later, let me try again getting us back into Spotlight, Connecticut. Let me try again, which he wrote in 1973 for none other than his friend and colleague Frank Sinatra. In 1969, Sinatra had him write My Way as his retirement song. And in 1973, Sinatra came around and said, Hey, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have retired. And he went to Paul Anka and said, Could you write my comeback song? And let me try again, although... Perhaps better known by only real Frank Sinatra fans and um, devoted Paul Anka fans uh, was essentially the comeback. My way always gets the attention. Our guest this week on Spotlight Connecticut is Sebastian Massa. He's the director of Hartford Men in Harmony. I'm Morgan Cunningham. It's WTIC News Talk 1080. Of course, you can find me online by finding me on Facebook and Twitter at MC News Talk, at MC News Talk. 
or email me morgan.cunningham at odyssey.com with your show ideas, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Sebastian, welcome back to the show, and if you can't tell, I'm a big music fan myself. Good, good. We like music fans. Yes, so when I had the opportunity to do the show with you, I know we had to work out a date and wait a while and all that, but uh, I'm glad to have you on the show. I really am. Like I said, I'm very happy to be here. We were talking before the break about all the songs that you guys sing from doo to the Fab Four Beatles to more recent things, and it got me wondering, where do the arrangements come from? How are these songs made? Because, as listeners know, um, Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles is not necessarily a barbershop song or one that's in multi-part harmony or one that's made for a cappella. So where do these arrangements come from? Yeah, no, I'm really glad you asked that. Um, so a lot of um, a lot of folks in the Buttershop Harmony Society, which is you know our big parent organization, um, a lot of those folks are creative people. And sooner or later, you know, they hear a song they really really like, and they say to themselves, "Hey, I can hear that as being sung by a quartet or a chorus." Um, and then they you know they go to the piano or, or however they want to do it and. They try and, you know, figure out, okay, well, here's the melody. The melody is the mo- kind of the most important part. And then they try and marry that with a bass line and a baritone line and a tenor line. And, and by the time you've done all that, in theory, you have a barbershop song, uh, you know, a barbershop arrangement. Um, but there are folks who do that across our society, and, you know, they can actually go through our society uh, international headquarters office and get those published. So there's actually... Uh, it's called shop.barbershop.org. It's just this great repository of all these arrangements that, you know, I can go on there and buy, you can go on there and buy. You know, it's not limited to just the barbershop people. Anybody can find them and buy them. Um, so there's those people. And then on the other side of that, um, the, if there's a song that you hear and you just go, I don't know, I, I like the song, but I don't know how I'd turn it into a, a barbershop arrangement. Um we have lists of people who have become well-known in our society for doing these kinds of things, and you can commission it. Um, my particular quartet, we're called Greenlight. You can imagine we wear a lot of green. Um, but, uh, Gee, what gave that away? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've actually had songs commissioned for us. Uh, there was a great Diana Krall uh, album that I heard. Uh, it's called Love Scenes, and there's a great song in it called I Don't Know Enough About You, and I happened to hear that and say, oh, I, love, I like the message of the song. I love the tune. I love the way she puts it together with her band. And we have a friend who's up in the Boston area who knows our voices really, really well. And we said, hey, could you do this for us? And we just, you know, we, we always follow ASCAP rules. We're very, very big about making sure our music is legal. So as long as we find the copyright holder and pay them the right fees, you know, we can. We had a friend do it for us, and we've actually used it several times in competition. How many people are in Hartford Men in Harmony, Sebastian? You know that number moves around a lot. Um, the the chorus has been has been as big as uh, about 105 guys, and has been as small as about 20. Um, we're still like a lot of groups, like a lot of community uh, community singing groups. Still recovering a bit from COVID, um, you know, people made a choice to kind of perhaps, you know, look at some new hobbies, and that's totally fine. 
we just want to make sure that people know that we're here. And, um, you know, we're always looking for new people who like singing and want to learn how to do it better. Um, but right now we're about the 20 member mark. Um, but even with a smaller chorus like that, it's really cool to see what can be done. I, I'm lucky that I'm the director because, you know, I get to help guide them through that journey. And I get to see them have these big, big wins when they, you know, develop their own sound and they go somewhere and they show off and they get rewarded for it. Uh, I mentioned at the front half of the program, sometimes we compete against other choruses here in New England. And we just came back from a competition at the end of October and we happen to be the highest scoring chorus in Connecticut. So it's, you know, we have these big kind of summit moments that kind of carry us on to the next thing and make us always want to keep finding more people to do this with because it is so exciting. Other than coming on Spotlight Connecticut with yours truly, Morgan Cunningham on WTIC, how do you guys spread word of what you're doing? Promotions, everything in music. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of places that want live music. Um, as a chorus, we are, we are a 501c3, so we are a nonprofit organization, and we take it seriously. So, you know, are we drawing members from all the places we sing? No. Uh, for instance, we do a lot of work singing for um, uh, nursing homes and assisted living facilities. You know, that's a big place where we do go out and sing, but we also try and make ourselves uh, known kind of in those high-traffic places. We normally sing the national anthem in God Bless America at at least two Yard Goats games a year. Uh, it's one of the easiest standing O's you'll ever get as a performer. Oh, they're great. They're great. Anyway. <laughs> the ballpark is great. But, yeah, the ballpark is a great one for us uh, that we love doing. And uh, one of the other places that we – or kind of venues we try and get on, especially in the summer months, are those – you know, summer concert series that towns have on the town greens and things like that. That tends to be a really, really great uh, place for us to sing because people, you know, they want to have a nice drink. They want to come out, be outside, hear some good music. And we generally fit the bill for a hot summer afternoon. Tell everybody about some of the shows that you guys have coming up. I believe there's one. Is it next weekend? Do I have that right? Yeah, it's actually a week from today. It's uh, November 18th. Um, it is called I'm Beginning to See the Light. This is kind of our, our big annual show. We spend a lot of the year learning new music and kind of, you know, perfecting our craft uh, so that at this show, we can really just kind of shine and, and strut our stuff for the audience and really kind of make people uh, happy. You know, that's always the joy, that music makes people happy. And if we can do that in, through our particular style, then we've done something that's, you know, always worth doing. Um, this is our 79th annual show. I mentioned we started all the way back in 1944. So Congratulations. <laughs> the years have gone by. Uh, I haven't been here for all of them. But, um, but you're carrying the, the show, torch on. Yes, yes. Uh, the show actually features some great groups, and we try and make sure that, you know, aside from our chorus, it's great being the best in Connecticut, but there's a whole world's worth of talent out there. Um, so we're actually bringing in a couple champion-level quartets. Um, we're, I'm sure you've heard the name Sweet Adelines. Uh, the yeah. Barbershop Harmony Society is an all-voice group. So that society, you know, anybody can join from any gender. Um, and Sweet Adelines is a women's society. Um, so we're having their Region 1 champion. Their name is Saffron. Uh, they're going to be on the show. And then our big 
kind of headliner is going to be the uh, 2023 international bronze medalist three and a half men. They're, they're all based out of Orlando. So we're bringing them up here for uh, for a great evening of harmony. Well, wow, this is a big show. You weren't kidding. Yeah, yeah. We definitely, uh, way back in the day, and I'm, I like to say that my lifestyle is barbershop, but my hobby is barbershop history. Um, way back in the day for our particular chapter in our chorus, uh, we used to be at the the Bushnell, um, and it used to always be the Friday after, or the Saturday, excuse me, after Thanksgiving. This one's now the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Um, and they would have what they call a parade of quartets. So it would be, you know, a bunch more. We're, we're only having, you know, two or three guests on our particular show, but we're also having, um, sorry, forgot to mention, Farmington Valley Chorus, a champion-level Sweet Adeline's chorus based out of Simsbury is going to be on the show too. So instead of just having like long sets by one individual group, we try and keep the show moving by having multiple groups kind of, you know, do quicker hits across the stage. We're talking about Hartford Men and Harmony, their appearance during I'm Beginning to See the Light. That's their show next Saturday. It's November 18th. Remind everybody where they can get their tickets and where the show's going to be, and also the time, too. Sure. Uh, it's a 7.30 p.m. show. It's going to be in West Hartford, Connecticut, at beautiful Sedgwick Middle School. Um, and tickets, there are kind of two great ways to, to go and get tickets. First is to go back to www.hmih.org. Um, there's going to be a tab there that for 79th annual show. It's just a quick click, and it'll take you out to ticketing. Um, or if you know you have someone who knows how to use any of the apps like Eventbrite, uh, if they simply searched on Eventbrite for the Hartford Men in Harmony, uh, they would find our show. All right, Sebastian Massa is his name, director of Hartford Men in Harmony. And before we pause for a second, and there's more conversation with Sebastian coming up about the group and the music that they create together, I do want to say happy Veterans Day and thank you for all your service to whoever is in the audience who may have served or even those who are presently serving. Don't want to forget you guys either and all the work that you guys do to, well, let me have this microphone and let me have a beautiful home and love my job and love the United States and keep us all free and do whatever it is that we do. Enjoy Hartford Men in Harmony. Um, our vets, I've got a lot of respect for them. Um, two in my recent immediate family history, um, both of them my grandfathers who served during Korea, my grandpa Don Paluti and my grandpa Dan Cunningham. Wish they were still around. Wish I got to know more about them and their story, but I did want to thank them and everybody else on this Veterans Day 2023. I'm Morgan Cunningham at Spotlight Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. This is WTIC in Hartford. Hi, I'm Eric from Glastonbury, and I'm listening to Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Well, if anybody in the audience could only hear the conversation that Sebastian and I are having off the air, talking about Neapolitan Sixes and music theory and all this great stuff. But don't worry, folks, in the general audience, we won't get that deep. Welcome back to the show, Sebastian. It's good to be here. He's, uh, he's a music lover, let me tell you that. I found a big fan of music, and he's the director of Hartford Men in Harmony, so that makes a lot of sense, no doubt. 
One thing I do want to ask in our few minutes remaining, Sebastian, how has attendance been and interest been in the group and the shows that you guys have had since COVID? Yeah, so we're we're very fortunate that we have a creative bunch of guys. Um, we found ways over the pandemic to actually rehearse outside in, you know, space 10 feet apart um, in as many grassy fields as you could find in the good weather. Um, and since we've been able to come back in, uh, we never stopped having a show. Uh, we even produced a digital show during COVID. But post-COVID, um, I think people are looking to come back and see live music. And I think they're more interested in the local scene. You know, I think people understand that local groups are looking for an audience. And I think especially here in Connecticut, we have interested people who want to support those groups. So the support has been great, um, of course, we haven't sold out the hall yet, so we still have tickets available. Um, and I hope your audience is in the mood for some barbershop after this show. Absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, the interest is there. And my audience, let me tell you, they have a bunch of interests. And your next show is next Saturday in West Hartford. And how convenient is that for our greater Hartford listeners? Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's, you know, one of the benefits is that we're pretty centrally located, and we always try and pick a, a hall that's acoustically enjoyable for audience. Are your recordings ever made available online, be it YouTube or any other show performances? Maybe people could buy, I don't know, a DVD or something like that, or not something you guys do? So I'm glad you asked. Um, actually, this year we're recording the show, and once we've recorded it, it will actually get posted on YouTube. So, again, all you have to search for is, I don't know, Hartford Ben and Harmony 2023 show. Um, that'll probably get posted within a month, you know, post-show. We just got to make sure we have all our clearances in line because, again, of we want to make sure that the people who create these arrangements and, and wrote this wonderful music get the proper credit. And I've got to say, I've seen pictures on the website. I love the outfits. You guys have a bunch of suits. And uh, where do you guys get the wardrobe from? You know, you'd be surprised. Um, i, I got to give a shout-out. We, we have a summer casual uniform that's, you know, a nice polo shirt. We actually get those from Zoners up in Vernon. Um, and then you'd never guess that our formal wear, actually, we got from Walmart. Walmart? You'd be surprised, but we got it at Walmart. Yeah, they, they huh. do happen to sell these at a, at a good price. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I would never know. I'm seeing you guys yeah, no, matching, and you're part. fitting in these suits very well, and you're telling me it's Walmart. Oh, yeah. Chorus, chorus invests big. You know, <laughs> We go out there, we <laughs> buy up the whole stock. We buy every size imaginable so we can outfit every guy on the risers. Oh, my God. Amazing. Fun fact, everybody, about Hartford Men in Harmony. And believe me, I've seen the pictures You'd never know it. Remind everybody, real quick, Sebastian, we're almost out of time. What's the show next weekend, and where can people get tickets and learn more about it? Sure. Um, the show next weekend is called I'm Beginning to See the Light. It's featuring uh, champions from the better part of the East Coast, including our international third, uh, sorry, fourth-place bronze medalists. Um, it'll be at Cedric Middle School in West Hartford. Showtime is at 7.30. And if people are looking for tickets, the easiest route is to go to www.hmih.org. And while they're there, uh, especially the men in the audience out there, if you are looking for something to do, uh, 
immediately following our show, we start our holiday chorus, which is a great low-pressure way for folks to, you know, try singing. We all kind of know holiday tunes, so it's a great way to kind of step in and say, yeah, let me try this for a little bit. Sebastian, have a great show, have a great evening today, and best of luck next Saturday. Thanks for coming on Spotlight Connecticut. No, thanks for having me, Morgan. I had a great time. Had a great time talking about this. I really did. I'm a music lover. And since we talked about doo-wop, and we played the five satins a little earlier in the still of the night, I wanted to play another one of their songs because I can't resist. It's To the Isle. Have a great week, everybody. Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham.